Hey, everybody. Here we are again, MZ. Up in the mile high, checking out the uh, checking out the sites. Bit of a vacay, trying, and just had a couple of observations and thoughts. That, of course, you know me, got to share. So, my last visit uh, to this location, it was still pretty heavy masks, and um, but in Texas, it was pretty well masks off. And I, I still am perplexed by that. Uh, Texas has way more cases. I think they had way more deaths. They led uh, Colorado and everything, I think. But Colorado really had a uh, much more, I'm going to say stringent, but they kept with the mask thing much longer than a state like Texas did. Now, I don't know if it, I really don't know if it's a polit- political thing or not, but that's beside the point. The point is this time, here I am, and there's no masks, so it's all gone. So, and that's that was my observation. Is so, we're over, a little over a year, right? Since since this all happened, and uh, everything changed, and then of course the vaccine, and we've seen that movement, a lot of people getting it, and that kind of thing. And so, I guess that's what's fascinating to me is just how quickly we just. It's like, again, like taking, taking off a mask. We just said, boom, we're done, and it's over, and we're back to normal. Now, I know there's some areas where, they, where they're saying uh, only people that are vaccinated can, can go unmasked, but it's kind of an honor system thing, right? I mean, now there are, <laughs> I heard a terrible thing that in somewhere in the Northwest, maybe it was in Oregon, they said that it's going to be the companies are going to have to police that, that law about the, or the people with vaccinations only taking off the masks. So the way this law read, and apparently the governor signed it in, if an unmasked person walks into, name your fast food place of choice, and it's up to the employee, the person behind the counter, to ask that person, do you have a vaccination card? Does that seem like a bad idea to anybody else besides me? I mean, now, if it's the manager, but even if it's the manager, I don't know that it, I, I don't know that it's the place of the business to uphold the law. I guess in certain instances it is, though. We collect the sales tax, right? That's law. So we have to do that. Um, stealing, obviously, but that's more going against the company. I can see how that would be a, something that you would want your employees to really police because that's theft of your property. But upholding a city ordinance, again, somebody comes in naked, but that I don't know. It just seems strange to me. Uh, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be very fun for those people that work at these places like that or stores. Name, in, name your store. Uh, I don't care if it's a corporate store or a mom and pop store. Uh, anybody, any of those stores, they don't need that kind of hassle in their life, do they? They're just there for commerce. You know, I, I, I've known some people who've worked at some of the big box stores that had policies that 
this has been years ago, but they had policies that if, and this was that late at night, the night shift, the overnight shift is one of the 24 hour stores that if, if people stole stuff, if they like rolled out with a TV in their cart, they were just supposed to let them go because the company did not feel that it was worth it. I agree with that hundred percent. And I love that policy because it is not because who knows what could happen. That crazy person, if they're crazy enough to go to do that, to walk into a store that's open with people buying stuff and people working there and roll out with a TV. That's not a person you want to confront. I don't think unless you're a police officer, unless you're trained to do that, but a civilian and definitely not a 20 something or maybe even a teenager handling that. No, that's a bad idea. Great company policy. I don't know that that policy is still in force. I've heard that that's been changed, but regardless I don't, I don't, it just seems like a, a recipe for a lot of conflict, unnecessary conflict. Now, I've yet to see it happen that anybody be confronted about not having a mask on because I'm seeing probably 95% unmasked people walking around. What are you seeing? Anybody? And that's either one. Take it or take Texas or take, uh, Colorado. Those are the only two that I can speak to, but yeah, full mask or mask off, maybe a handful occasionally, one or two in a store, something like that, but not like it was for sure. And again, I'm not seeing right or wrong either way. I still wear my mask sometimes if I'm going to be in a really, really crowded place just because I think it's good. I think it's a good policy. I really do. As much flus and stuff that we've cut down on, why? Okay. There's the proof. I don't need anything more than that. Sure, I, I get my, I take my supplements and I get my chiropractic adjustments and I'm trying to eat right, trying to keep my immune system uh, potent as, as best I can, but I'm still a middle-aged man and that's, why would I take the risk? So I love it that we have that option. Whereas before, if I had to roll around in a mask, at most places I'd probably get the police called, right? Like I was going to rob the place or something. So it's like, I'd rather, I'd rather if I'm okay, if going and I don't mind going to big group, good, big places are going to have big, big groups as long as I have that option. So I think it's great. And for those people who still feel like they need to wear it, I don't have a problem with that either. They, it should be encouraged because it's not hurting anybody. It really is not. Get it out of your head. If you think it's hurting somebody by somebody wearing a mask, you're a dummy. There's so many more things in this on this planet to worry about than worrying about somebody wearing a mask or not and saying it's, it's dehumanizing them, please. Okay. We're, <laughs> the whole world is being dehumanized way before masks came along. Okay. So we got a whole lot of other things to be fixing before we start worrying about somebody who actually may have an anxiety about being in public because we just had a freaking global pandemic. Maybe give them a break. Right. So there's my rant for the day. Sorry. Got to happen. Got to get it out there. Um, the rest of the stuff, everything's great. I mean, life couldn't be better. We've got just life back to normal, you know? I mean, it, it is nice. I got to say, are you feeling that same thing? It's just, it, it's almost like just, there was a bad, real bad storm that kept us all cooped up as like snow blizzard or something. And then now it's, it's the sun shining literally outside. I mean, it's in the nineties here, uh, nineties back home too. So Sunshine and a little bit of rain, but still, 
it's, it's, we're all out. We can go out, walk about the place, go see nature, go shop, go to work, go. It, I mean, it's great. I gotta say. Now, I will say another intriguing thing that I've found about this, uh, this whole back to work thing is the whole back to work thing. So how many jobs have we, have we determined do not need to be in an office, but they could be done from the person's home? How many? A lot, right? Because that's what they did. That was the only option. They sat them home for as long as they could stand or as long as they financially could do it. But when it looked like they could find a way to get them connected, they did. And so they, some of them ran them new internet, some of them set up with computers. I mean, there was all kinds of, of the ways that they did it. But the whole point was they were still able to, to function in their job and get their work done, but from home. They didn't have the stress of a commute. They didn't have the stress of working in an office, again, still in a global pandemic scenario. Um, and global pandemic aside, I've worked in an office. I know how, how, how viruses everywhere, okay? People coming to work sick all the time. Idiots. Who were these people? Who raised them? Don't. That's how infections get spread. Did, did you miss that in health class? So I don't understand that, but that, I think that might be more of an American thing, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm not sure that there's too many other countries that, that are as workaholic driven as Americans. And now I can only speak to the places that I have visited and observed and spoken with people that live there about kind of how the lifestyles were in other countries. And it, it, it does not seem to be common. The, the, the 40 hour plus work week doesn't seem to be very common outside of the United States. Now, again, if I'm wrong, somebody send me a note, let me know. Um, but it's definitely a thing here. Now, at one point in my, in my career, working extra was just like bonus money. I mean, you, we made enough during the week. So they'd throw some extra jobs, but they'd always kind of entice, making them a little bit more enticing because we all were doing okay. It, it's shifted, it seems. Whereas working 40 plus hours or two jobs is almost necessary. It's almost a requirement to survive financially these days. I mean, gone are the days where a single family income can carry most families. And, and I mean, it's middle class and down, it seems. It's pretty common to have uh, two, two, you know, the both spouses or both part or two partners or whatever working in order to maintain at least the rents. Because in the areas that I'm familiar with, man, even $15 an hour, even go cut it. It's just not. So what are the options? I mean, gone are the days of the $600 one bedroom apartments. You can't, you can't even find that. I don't even think you could find that in the worst kind of neighborhoods. But if you could, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't wish for anybody to live there. It'd probably be a scary, scary place. But I've, maybe I've seen <laughs> driving through some of these towns, some of these motels that do weekly, you might be able to work out, a, you know, around seven, 800 bucks. But still, pulling down a, a $15 an hour job that most of them are only giving you 32, maybe 38. But they're trying to avoid that what? That, op, that requirement where they got to provide your health insurance. So 
But even say they give you the 40 hours a week, right? At $15 an hour, that's $600 a week, $2,400 a month. Now, the apartment that we have in Colorado is around $1,600. I mean, $2,400, $1,600? Anybody see the math issue there? That's for the month that you got left. Not a lot, right? So 800 bucks for the month for, and that's not even your utilities, electrics and, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Some apartments don't have that all included. So 200 bucks a week, gas, fuel to get to work, food. I mean, that's a pretty skimpy life. But I mean, I guess in some people's view, because they're in the lower rung of the ladder, then that's, I guess that's what the market will bear, they say. But I'm not, I don't know that the problem is in the wage as much as in the property values, the, in, in the pricing, of incre- the, obviously the inflation. But with the fuel and speculatively, good gosh, I think it's 380 here in Colorado. Wow. Dallas, it was almost three. It's pretty heavy. Again, I got, I got no idea how to, what that's going on because it's been bouncing like crazy. But 800 bucks for the month after rent is not enough. So you got to get two. Then if there's kids involved, then what do you do? Take cares. There's more right there. Those, when we had to do that, that was ridiculously expensive. But when two people are working or have to work, so we had to, we always had to calculate that. So now when we were doing the baby care thing, that was nineties. I want to say places that we were using were about hundred bucks a week, hundred bucks a week. Let's just do an interesting equation. Divide that by 40. So 40 hours. And what do you got? Three bucks. So three bucks an hour out of whatever my wife was earning was going to have to go towards that. Now at that time, in her 20s, career path-wise, she was probably making 10, 10 to 12. So automatically three is coming off of that. Plus your, obviously your income taxes and all that kind of stuff. So they actually, the 12 that she had is actually only like 10 again. So then you take off the three. So you got seven. So we had $7 an hour to play around with. So you got to make sure that that, is that enough? Hopefully to make it worth it. I guess what concerns me the most about this scenario that we find ourselves in with people barely being able to make the rent for like a, a rental property or a apartment because purchasing a home is so much out of their reach. Down payment, uh, and on top of the mortgage, you've still got so many more bills that come along with owning a home. I mean, maintenance and upkeep is totally on you. You can't call, you know, the landlord or anything like that. That's a huge expense that a lot of people do not consider when buying a home. I don't care if it's a brand new home. You're still going to have stuff. Yard, keep up the yard. If you've got a pool, oh my gosh, there's thousands of dollars a month right there. We owned a pool for about 10 years. That is one of the most expensive, but fun 
I gotta say, hell of a lot of fun, but super expensive to maintain your pool. And heaven forbid, you're in Texas with shifting soil and you get a freaking crack. But aside from that, it's almost to the point people aren't going to be able to buy homes anymore. And I'm not trying to scare nobody. This is the realities of where we are. So an interesting, and I'll find the link and I'll put it in the show notes, but an interesting story that I read was that there was a community, I can't remember exactly where, but I'll look it up and find out and let you know. Ah, uh, yes. So here it is. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, sending it to me. Uh, so this is, <clears throat> this is from the Wall Street Journal, uh, dated April 4th of 2021. So recent. The title is, if you sell a house these days, the buyer might be a pension fund. In the first of the story, they talk about it. It's in Conroe, Texas. It was a D.R. Horton 124 house subdivision. The entire subdivision was bought by an investing firm for $32 million. So no individual will ever own a home in that entire subdivision. It'll be rental properties from here on out. A lot of places, Colorado's one of them, Texas is becoming one of them, properties are being bought up by real estate investment trusts, by pension funds, by corporate conglomerates, whatever. And, and they have a vastly larger budget than your standard two income earning family. So what are we to do with that? Again, I'm not trying to scare nobody. It's just the reality. If you have the means to buy property, buy it now. That's all. If you ever want to own property, make it a priority. Now's the time. And I, I'm apologizing to you. I can't tell you how to do it. Everybody's got to figure it out on their own. There's, <clears throat> you can save, you can borrow, you can do whatever, but you've got to figure it out <clears throat> because it's coming to a point to where there will not be in most urban and suburban areas, there will not be property owned by individuals. Once it's sold, <clears throat> more than likely it's going to be bought up. As this continues to, ha to happen, it's going to continue to be attractive for these investment companies. What do you think that's going to do to the property values? It's going to make them go up. Rent's going to go up. <clears throat> $15 an hour, two-income earners, not going to be able enough. I mean, that's the direction it's going. It's, it's not looking good. So buy some property, get a side hustle, start stacking up cash, stop spending money on dumb stuff, okay? I'm telling you, now is the time to prepare. Winter is coming. You've he we've heard this. We've heard it. You got to get prepared. And when I say winter, I'm not talking about <clears throat> some kind of global crisis again. I'm talking about just the realities of life. If you don't start figuring out a way to get out of the level you're in and get up to the next one, it's going to be harder and harder as time goes on. So buying a house, I mean, it may mean you need to relocate. I'm just throwing that out there. 
You know, I mean, it's kind of an option. You have to really weigh your option, right? How are you doing where you're at? Are you making enough? Do you love your job? Do you love your area? Are your kids in school? Do you have kids? Are you married? Now, if you're a single person and you hate your job and you hate your area, I want you to go buy a bus ticket right now, pack a backpack, buy a bus ticket to anywhere, and just get the fuck out of there. Why are you there? If you're unhappy, get out. Do not live in unhappiness. There's no reason to do that, especially if you're single. Now, I mean, if you're a indentured servant or, heaven forbid, a sex slave or something like that, my heart bleeds, I'm, I'm, my heart's breaking for you. If I could find you, I would get you out of there. It would be priority one. I'd call up the dudes at, at uh, Underground Railroad, and we would get your ass out. I promise you. I don't fuck around with that. That stuff's bullshit. Human trafficking. What the fuck? <clears throat> so, but I'm talking about you got to figure it out. Don't stay in, an, in, in, in a place that's, that's draining the life out of you. And you know, if, if, you know what I'm talking about. If you're in it, why are you still there? Get out of there. All right, so the rest of us are... The rest of them, the rest of everybody. <clears throat> so all of us, <laughs> we're all in this crazy game, right? We're all just trying to figure it out. But when you start to add spouse, significant other, that changes things a little bit because they may be in a good spot. And you may not be in a good spot. So pulling up roots, that may not be an option. So you may have to figure out if you can get a better, a different job where you're at. If you got two income, definitely don't quit your job before you got another job, anybody. But throwing it out. If you haven't spiced up your resume in a while, go through it. Get that thing up to date. Send it out there. See what happens. You might get a bite. I mean, that's what happened in our situation. My wife got, her business got shut down. She didn't know what to do. She put her resume out on a couple of these websites and she got a, she got a bite. And that's where we're at. So it can happen. Don't think you're stuck in your job because you're not. And again, if there's not jobs in your area that, that meet your needs, you may have to look outside your area. You may have to expand. It's just, that's the world we live in. <clears throat> but it's actually, it's not a bad thing because it's so much easier these days to up and move. I mean, again, if you're renting a place, find out, figure out when your lease is ending and set, the, set it on the calendar. Start making prep. Make an outline, okay? So we've got four months. We're going to start stocking away money. We're going to tighten up the belt as tight as we can, even though it's super tight now. But we want to have a little bit of money, so we've got something to move with. And start exploring areas. Start looking at jobs in other areas. Start looking at housing in other areas. I mean, <clears throat> are you going to watch, you're going to watch TikTok? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> Because all that's doing is, is just masking the hurt, masking the pain. You're just, you're trying to sedate. <clears throat> that's all it is. Same thing with the booze. Same thing with a lot of us that smoke cannabis. You know, we're just, we, we, we get through life suffering by numbing ourselves. <laughs> I mean, let's just get down to it, right? Now, don't get me wrong. There are still benefits to cannabis. I'll never deny that. But you know, there ain't nothing like just smoking a nice bowl after a bad, after a bad day. And just enjoying the evening, chilling out. It'll be there tomorrow, no, no doubt. So why not just 
Put it out of your mind. Take your pick. Alcohol. TV. Go to a movie. I mean, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not against leisure time. That's not what I mean. But if we're in a situation that we're, de- we're not happy with where we are, our number one priority, we should be getting out of that situation. Should it not? <clears throat> That's all I'm saying. So, because I find, and it's easy, trust, because I, f- I find myself doing it all the time. Damn, I got so much I got to do. Ah, there's, there's a movie at 530? Hell yeah. Let's go do that. <laughs> right? How many of us do that? Ben, I mean, I could have taken that two hours and got ahead of whatever it was I was trying, you know, that I'm trying to do. But, you know, again, as they say, all work and no play makes Johnny a very dull boy. So we got to have our fun. But back to it, getting your side hustle on, get a side hustle going. If, you, if you're in a spot, you're okay with where you're at in your job, and you just need a little bit extra money, there's ways to do it. Start eBay and stuff. Go through the garage. That's what I'm doing. I got all this stuff in my garage. I'm throwing it up on eBay, throwing it up on Facebook Marketplace. Just get it the heck out because I am not using it. It's worth something. Somebody could use it. Let it fulfill its destiny. It was created to do something, not just sit in a box. So definitely get that on. If you don't got that, <clears throat> I'll give you, I'll give you uh, an example. We went to just a garage sale the other day. Just a garage sale. Looking through some stuff. Found these really cool candlesticks. I found this silver-plated copper serving tray. It's phenomenal. And we got it for like eight bucks. I found one I like it on eBay for 200 So that's possible, doing that kind of stuff. Going around to thrift stores, going around to uh, garage sales. You just got to have an eye for that kind of stuff. That's If you like that kind of stuff, if you like re- doing research on products and and trying to figure out, you know, putting it on eBay and making those listings, that's a that's a great way to make it side income. You know, I mean, just don't get more stuff than you've got money to to carry it. You know, don't go into debt doing it. Definitely don't do that. But if you've got some some extra fifty bucks, go to stop at a couple of garage sales. You might find a couple of things for ten, twenty bucks. But you got to be familiar with this stuff. You got to, you know, so pick certain things. Don't go crazy. Anyway, I'm not trying to teach no class about how to do you no. Know, no uh, uh, retail arbitrage or any of that kind of stuff. But all I'm saying is it's an option. There's uh, tons of stuff out there. So look around, get something going, even if it's delivering a pizza. I don't think they even do, uh, uh, my, back in my day, or back in my day, it was uh, paper routes, right? <laughs> I had a paper route as a kid. I think I was probably one of the last, to be honest with you. Because I know it was taken over by uh, an adult whenever I uh, gave up the route. And I think that's the way it went uh, from now on, is adults pretty much took over, starting to do them in cars, and they'd pick them up in the mornings in multi, uh, like eight or ten routes in the back of their truck, and uh, go out and deliver them. So it it was no longer an option for kids. We got, uh, I guess, (laughs) man, that's almost similar to this, this whole real estate thing, ain't it? They just, they just, they just bought us right out of the freaking, because paper route used to always be a teenage thing, right? Huh. That's intriguing. Anyway, 
did the paper wrapper thing for a while. It was not very good for me. I know these, <clears throat> now I know adults that did it for like putting their kids through college and stuff like that. So obviously they did it much more efficiently than I did. I think I got uh, a bunch of Transformers and G.I. Joe's and uh, dang sure ate a lot of uh, pizza at the local buffet during the summers when they had the buffet going. Oh boy. And the theater, man, we always made it. <laughs> so I spent up pretty much all that money and uh, didn't really save any of it. Now, should have bought some Apple stock. <laughs> I should have bought some Microsoft stock uh, back in those days. But, uh, you know, hey, I was, a, I was a kid of the 80s. It was great fun, though, riding bikes and, and, and whatnots. But today, <clears throat> a little bit different. I mean, still riding bikes, still having fun. But as far as the workforce and the, I mean, pretty much every home in my parents' neighborhood at that time were all owned by the people that lived there. And I think now it's probably less than 50%. All the rest of them are, are rental homes. But, you know, as such is the world. But you got to figure out, are you going to play the game? Or are you just going to sit on sidelines? Or are you going to be the one cleaning up, clean, cleaning up the stands? I mean, I hate it, but that's what it is. That's the analogy. Beyond the field, down the sidelines, cleaning up the stands in the parking lot. Now, of course, you got the guys working in the working the hustle, throwing the peanuts and whatnot. They're in there too. That's those guys on the, getting their high side hustle on. That's those guys that are trying to get at least down to the sidelines, so they have a chance to get into the game. So that's all I got today. I hope everybody's doing good. Hope this wasn't too much of a downer. Didn't feel like it was, but maybe. Anyway, cheers to all y'all. Hope everybody's doing well. Stay safe out there. Keep your chin up. Things are going with, going good. We got things back to normal. Just uh, stay safe out there. All right, cheers. <laughs>